Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast. Today I'm talking to Aaron from Data Climber. And uh, wow, this is such a huge tool. Uh, we're, we're talking about data warehousing. So Aaron, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Um, tell us a bit more about yourself. How did you mm -hmm. came into the topic of data warehousing? Oh, yeah, it was a long, winding route for me. I've just been in high tech for 25 years. And, um, oh, I don't know, about halfway through that uh, career, I just spe started to specialize in data. I got my my uh, MBA and it was all focused on data, like data science, data analytics. Realized I, you know, I really enjoyed data specifically and um, just went into that field. I went to uh, Salesforce and uh, built the data team there for about seven years and really uh, developed a, a methodology that I like to continue to use today. And I developed sort of an approach to data warehousing to make sure that data is used and democratized and, you know, the full value is, is reached. Um, so that's what I, that's what I do today. And I love it. And that's cool. So with, with Data Climber, uh, you, you have a high personalized approach. So a very high level of service and you have solutions for marketing, um, for, for sports and entertainment, for e-commerce and retail, financial health. So there's a lot of topics on your website. Tell me a bit more about your product, what it is all about. Yeah. So actually we're not a product company. So we're pure services. And, um, when I started this about six years ago, um, my vision was to build a what I would call a full data stack engineering team. So we do data engineering specifically. Um, it's all around data warehousing use cases in a lot of the exciting uh, companies and verticals that you just mentioned. We are at a lot of some of the biggest sports teams in the world, uh, major league teams in the US, uh, the NFL, um, major league baseball. Uh, we're also in a lot of e-commerce, as you pointed out, and, and some other industries as well. The reason that kind of works uh, is actually because a lot of the best practices and design patterns that we use when we approach data and how do you manipulate data, manage it, store it, and make it available for non-technical end users um, is very similar. You know, those patterns are very similar across verticals. It's more, you know, the only difference is the actual data sets and the kind of questions being asked. And how is your approach on that? So yeah. how do you go into a, a data warehousing project? Yeah, I should have mentioned the other piece of what Data Climber does is all next-gen approach, you know, modern cloud data warehousing is, is our approach. So it's all going to be cloud, um, cutting-edge, best-in-class tools that we'll use. So we'll put together a solution. And, you know, for better or for worse right now in the industry, uh, there's no one vendor that provides everything you need. In fact, there's a lot of vendors you have to put together for a complete solution. So, you know, there's a best in class company that builds data pipelines to bring data from all of your SaaS applications or other places into a central data warehouse. There's the data warehouse itself, which is another vendor. Um, then there's the, um, the business intelligence tool. That's another vendor. You know, there's a mark, there's a lot of marketing and e-commerce specific vendors that we also use to put together a complete solution. So you, you do have to work with a lot of different companies. And that's just because there's a ton of in innovation going on right now. And I love it. I mean, I, I, we love it because it's it's so much easier than it was five years ago to put together these solutions and customers can you know realize uh, value very quickly. And so it's fun for us and it's great for um, our clients. What are the big pain points? So what, what where, where are the companies always struggling when it comes to combining data? 
You know, what I would say is if you talk, if you talk to a lot of vendors specifically about how long it takes to spin up a data system or a full data stack or a cloud data stack or a data platform, whatever the, you know, the terminology is to spin that up, you know, you'll hear things like you could spin that up in an hour. You can spin it up in a day. You can have data flowing and have your system running. And that's true, which is the, fu- the, the fun part is yes, you can spin the technology up very quickly because it's all cloud based. However, Using raw data and getting just data into your system is almost impossible. So it doesn't end there. There's there's months and months of work really to get a system that's working really, really well for you. And that's because raw data is, is again, it's very messy. It's very hard to understand. It's actually really hard to, to analyze and use. So there's some data modeling that needs to go into that. You need to usually clean data. You need to structure it so it's easy to analyze and easy to understand for non-technical end users. So that's really the trick. And, and there's a lot of design patterns in there that make that a lot better. And that's that's what that's kind of where our expertise is, is how do you get that raw data and make it into something that's really useful and up to date and fast and trustworthy and all of those things that you want to build into your data system. Yeah, this is something I can completely underline. I mean, I see it when we're talking with clients about just Google Analytics. Yeah, I mean, it's just the data of the visitors on your website and how they interact with your website. But most of the users having Google Analytics enabled is having Google Analytics enabled. They do not even check the data because they do not know what to look at or how to track specific kind of data. And I think this is very important that if you have the possibility to have data, to treat it the right way and understand what to read out of this data. And I think that's the most complex part. How can you create a strong data culture in in an organization? Yeah, that's actually even the more difficult part. <laughs> it's the non-technical approaches to these things, right? And actually, we we started out um, at Data Climber really focusing on that data culture change piece. Um, but you know, anytime you're talking about data culture and changing behavior, that's a multi-year process. That's just not a fast process. So it takes a lot of willpower, a lot of devotion to the strategy, the time, um, to effort. But what you do, you know, at the end of the day is you want to build your business processes around the data, right? So you want to bring in your data into day-to-day business processes for everybody in the company, ideally. Now, I'll give you a quick example. Um, one uh, company, I, I was head of data at Pop Sugar before I started Data Climber, a company in San Francisco. And there was about 300 people we democratized all the data to, but the, there was one team, a PR team. They needed to put out stories every day or as long, often as they could, but they were only doing it once every two weeks because they had to ask the data team to do an analysis, to get an answer, to get sort of a story they could put out about what's going on in, the, in this case, in the fashion world. Um, and, uh, you know, it was very slow. So once we gave them the data, put it in front of their, you know, at their fingertips, they could put out a story every day with just about an hour of training, right? And so this is a small group of people you never made, maybe would have thought would use data directly doing press releases, but um, they loved it. And they were, you know, 10x productivity and a huge impact on the outcome for the company um, because of that. So yeah, it's, it, it, you know, you, you get you get it into the, the daily process again. For a product company, we ha- we um we want product managers to use it every day or every time they come to a meeting, you know, bring your data to your meeting, show us why you want to do something. In e-commerce, that's absolutely, you know, the case, you know, bring your dashboard to your daily or weekly, you know, staff meeting or your, um, your strategy meeting, your marketing, you know, you got to 
bring the data to the process and make sure it's part of your everyday routine. What, what do you think are the major points, uh, especially in e-commerce, that you should have measured and, and monitored in the data warehouse? What, what are the, the, the most important things? Yeah, there's, there's so many. And you know, you know what, what I believe is, I, I mean, the standard metrics are ab absolutely still important, right? Your return on, on marketing, you know, your, your conversion rates, your lifetime value of a customer, um, finding those segments, right, that you really want to focus on. Those are all important. What I think, though, is, is even more important in a way is, is the, the sort of the analysis, the ad hoc analysis to find patterns and inter, you know, important patterns in your customer base, in your product. So you can really uh, jump on those and jump on them quickly. And that's one of the hardest things to do in data is actually to just analyze data ad hoc. You know, there, you can develop a, a nice uh, dashboard and a nice report with all of your KPIs, but, you know, often you'll get an answer even for your KPI, like, uh, you know, all of a sudden some product takes off, right? Why did it take off? Why is it selling so well? Or, Whatever it is, if you have a loyalty program, it could be that, you know, your loyalty program is really working well in this specific area. So the question, the next question is, well, why? Well, if you're going to answer those questions, you need to be able to dive into the details and, and start understanding that. Mm -hmm. And so there's some very specific ways that we would approach data to make that easy. But, but just the, at a very high level, again, the, the idea is, um, often when you're running your business, your e-commerce business, you're often running 10, 20, maybe even 30 plus applications to run your company, right? And then, the, and so all that data is siloed, you know, to, your whole company is basically data siloed in all these different applications. So getting it all into one place and then being able to ad hoc analyze that data and just ask any question you want, that's the beauty of, of kind of what a data warehouse can do for you. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And uh, I really like that idea that everything is connected especially in e-commerce. So this podcast is mostly for, for e-commerce people. So what do you think are the most common pain points for e-commerce businesses, uh, which, which they encounter these days? I don't know if I can talk to the specific pain points. I mean, because we focus more on the, uh, and how to make sure that data is available and how to use the data. And we've, we've had so many different, um, e-commerce, but also non-e-commerce clients. So, you know, I think, Again, it, to me, it comes down to the, the pain points of just not not really um, having full visibility into your business, into your into your both again your product and your customer. I think the pain points there uh, are the some of the biggest ones, right? Is that you're flying blind in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. It's very very difficult. It could take days to weeks to answer a question because you got to go to five different systems to try to put the data together. And often, what that means is you're downloading all that data into a spreadsheet and doing the merging of the data yourself, right? The and best, the best data much. warehouse in the world is Excel. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And it's still very, very used very heavily. One of my partners actually has a business intelligence tool. It's called Sigma Computing, and it has a spreadsheet interface. So it, it, that they're actually playing on the, the idea that there's so many people out there that use Excel and use spreadsheets. Yeah. So yeah. if you understand a spreadsheet and you understand how to use a spreadsheet, if you have the same interface for a business intelligence tool that gives you access to billions of rows of data instead of hundreds of thousands of rows of data in your Excel spreadsheet, you know, it's easy to use. So anyway, it's kind of funny that, that it's true that, you know, we're not getting away from spreadsheets or at least the interface yeah. of the spreadsheet for a long time, but it takes a long time when that, when you have to use a, an actual, you know, Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Especially if you need to always um, update the data, maybe even manually or <laughs> export and combine it and, and what else. So 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Th th this is for sure a big topic. And I think this is um, actually maybe even one of the pain points in, in e-commerce that you have a store, you have a CRM, you have a newsletter tool, you have um, maybe an ERP software, a shipping carry, a shipping provider, a warehousing, um, uh, you have suppliers. Everyone has different kind of um, data presentation, imports, exports, features, and what else there is, but there is no holistic few on on just um everything um and and you can not do cross analysis and understand what happens in your business or you just log into every tool and do a report there specifically for that and uh, i think this is one of the pain points where e-commerce store owners need <laughs> solutions to get the right answers do i have the right products do i have the right targeting group I was going to say, on, on top of that, I mean, that the analytics capabilities in all of these applications is usually pretty subpar. It's not yeah. great, you know, and there's a lot of things you want to do even in there that is really hard to do. Plus, you've got to learn now you've got to learn 20 different analytical tools to, yeah. you know, to be able to get an answer. So having a single place to go and knowing how to use that tool and knowing you can look at the very most granular data. I mean, you can look at every order, every order item. And the 200 different fields of data you're tracking about that item, right? And, and instantaneously. So that's the kind of power that I like to see. Yeah, absolutely. This is really a, a great thing. Did some trends change over the past uh, two years? How do you see um, what, what's happening on the market? Yeah, you know, this is something I, I'm just extraordinarily excited about. Again, in our world of the, of the data side of the, the, the coin here. What's the most exciting is just the technology and what it allows the end users to do here. Specifically in e-commerce, you're generating a lot. There's a lot of data, right? You're generating a lot of data. Even if you're just a small, mid-sized company, um, you, know, you could easily be having hundreds of millions or even billions of rows of data in your data set in a very short amount of time. And even just five, six years ago, it was um, hard to query that data. It was just too, there was a lot of data. It was too much. And so everything was really slow. But there's evolved a, a data modeling approach that we use a lot uh, called Activity Stream, and and it's a way to actually put again. You could put 10 million billion rows into a table. It's structured. It's only about 15 columns. But imagine having every single interaction with your customer or prospect in a single table. So you've got before they're a customer, when they're a prospect, all your marketing is in there, email marketing, your paid ads. Or what other touch points you have with your prospect are in there. So it's basically a log of everything that's ever happened with a prospect and a customer. So all your purchases, any kind of interactions you have with a, with a customer down the road, all in a single log. So you can imagine if you have pretty much all of your data about your customers in one place, you can ask any question, right? You can ask questions like really interesting ones, right? What are the top two things that our top buyers do before they purchase? Or what are, what are the top four things they do on the website that keeps them loyal. You know, so you can ask any question, these ad hoc questions, and there's tools out there we use that will help you get those answers without having to know SQL, without having to know how to query data technically, right? You can just ask the business question and get an answer. And that's what I'm most excited about because believe me, when I see the eyes light up, you know, the faces light up of people that actually do this and get to see that they can ask any question, it's incredible because again, they're to get that answer before they had this would have taken days to weeks, and now it takes you know minutes to get an answer. This is really very cool to hear that these solutions are out there. I often hear different terms for for what we are talking about. Maybe we should 
define that or you can help us to better understand it. If you talk about data warehousing, is it the same uh, as if we talk about big data or is there a difference? Well, the term big data just does mean a lot of data, you know, and, yeah. and again, it's relative. That's kind of subjective. It's relative to what you're used to. So I think the way I would say uh, describe it is a data warehouse is a very specific kind of database, by the way. So first of all, it's a warehouse. A warehouse is is designed for analytics. So it's designed to put a lot of data into these big tables and then to be able to query it fast. So you definitely would not want to use a standard database for that. You don't want to use Microsoft SQL Server or MySQL. <laughs> for or sure not. <laughs> Postgres, all these databases. Those are designed for applications. Yeah. And they're great, they're great for transactions. They're not great for scanning billions of rows of data or millions of rows and then getting a quick answer. So a data warehouse is a specific um, kind of database meant for analytics. And so that's that that's necessary. Getting data in there and centralizing in one place is is a huge design pattern. Usually the terms are ETL, which is or ELT, which stands for extract, transform, and load, or extract, load, and transform. All that means is getting data from all your sources into a central data warehouse, so building a pipeline of data in, and then and then you can do all, and then you model it. So data modeling is taking the raw data, like I mentioned at the beginning, and turning it into something that's easy to use and easy to understand. And then uh, doing your analytics is usually the next step. But often, what we're doing these days is going a step further, and we're doing what we call reverse ETL. So we're taking the data that's now been curated and cleaned and synthesized into in your data warehouse. Let's say like a customer master record it has everything you want to know about your customer in one record, you know, one, one row, essentially. Now you can push that data back out into your systems. So your systems have become smarter. So if you have a CRM like Salesforce or HubSpot, you can push that data back into there, right? So you have the best record you can and all the information about that customer in, in your operational system. It's also called operational analytics, actually, a lot of times, because you're really taking the data and operationalizing it. Therefore, you can take more action on it. It's more valuable, all of that. And then just, just to take this a little bit step further in terms of where the market's going and what we see happening is that the data warehouse then is becoming more and more important as an operational tool, not just analytics, not just internal analytics, not just backward looking sort of analytics, but operational tool. You can also do a ton of predictive modeling and data science and machine learning, you know, in there to do, to sort of predict the future and operationalize that data. So there's a, there's a ton of stuff you can do. And then the final thing that's happening is there's, there's actually whole applications that are now being built just on the data warehouse and specifically for e-commerce, you know, marketing uh, applications that are running right on top of the customer master data in your warehouse, not off your CRM, not somewhere else. Because the, the warehouse is the only place you have the 360 degree view of the customer. And so there's a lot of applications being built where the data warehouse is the engine for that application. So you don't have to even move data around anymore when you when you do that. So it's kind of exciting to see the, the warehouse becoming front and center when it comes to operations. Yeah, I also agree to that because we see it yeah. at Sync at Spider where we do uh, such integrations and also data warehousing a bit. People are using it a lot for um, data aggregation for for different product uh, channels. So uh, as usual, when you are a web store owner, you typically have uh, not only uh, one source of data or one supplier where you get the data from. Uh, you have different ones, and you need to aggregate them before and and enrich the data before you send it to the e-commerce store, uh, because often mm -hmm. you have uh, specific kind of required fields in your e-commerce outlet that are not filled 
when you are uh, getting data from the supplier and therefore you need to enrich data. Of course, this requires either a PIM and a lot of e-commerce owners do not have a PIM because it's too much of work. If you're just, let's say, a reseller and there needs to be, let's call it small data warehouses where they can enrich uh, and combine and aggregate data to uh, prepare it for the e-commerce channels. This is a very common thing that we've seen in the last couple of, of months uh, growing more and more important because of, yeah, a lot of people started to be online because of Corona, running a business as a, a small business as well online, and uh, they, they need such things. So it's really curious to understand that this is something that you also confirm as a valid situation on the market at the moment. Well, um, I, I, let me say one thing about that, because I'm glad you brought up enrichment, because you're right, that that's another huge design pattern is enriching all your data with with other data you didn't have. A simple example is demographics, or like you said, yeah. the you know, firmographics around your, your customers. But again, the technology, I get excited about the technical solutions to that. So here's another thing that the cloud data warehousing has brought that the world never had before. And it was this ability for different data warehouses to share data with each other without moving the data. This is incredible for, uh, there's a company, for instance, data warehousing solution or vendor Snowflake, I'm sure most of your listeners have heard Snowflake if they've been at all looking at data warehousing. They have a data sharing feature and they use that to uh, provide data enrichment services. So for instance, let's say you have a a table and you want to, you have all of your customer IDs in there, or you have email addresses or names or whatever you have that identifies your customer. You can purchase a, a enrichment data set so from the Snowflake marketplace from another vendor that provides that. And you can literally join that data into your own, so enrich it. But that data really never left the other vendor's uh, data warehouse. And your end users don't really even have to know that. They see it in their warehouse as if it's in their warehouse because it's all virtual. So it's all logical. It doesn't have to be physically in the same place. So it's basically instantaneous, right? You don't have to move petabytes of data. You just flip a switch and it now it's available to you in your data warehouse. So that's kind of innovation that is really expediting the ability to you know, enrich your data, do data warehousing, and really just get a ton of value out of this. Yeah, this sounds very interesting. And I am so impressed about the speed of so much data being available at a fingersnip. Uh, and this is really uh, very powerful. How important is uh, automation processes um, uh, to bring everything together for businesses nowadays? Yeah, that's another huge, huge thing. And that's half the reason that you would um, set up a data warehouse in the first place is you definitely want to automate as much as possible, right? Especially, I mean, every team is stretched for resources, no matter what the size of your company. And so you need to be able to automate um, all of your data. So every everything that's anything that's repetitive, right? You want to automate it. And there's plenty of really nice tools out there these days. DBT is a huge one for data doing data manipulation. Matillion is another one we use a lot that has a graphical interface. You don't even have to write code. And you can, you know, bring this data in, you can manipulate it any way you want. But automate that automating that is is essential because you'll never uh, get out of the operational, you know, hell if you don't <laughs> automate everything you can. Yeah. Especially in data, right? You want you want all your um resources to be analyzing that data, to be doing something with it, activating it, actioning it, not um um not bringing it in, not merging it with other data. That can be automated. So automation is huge and there's a lot of it. And when you have an operational, you know, running data warehouse, you've got 30, 50, 100 data pipelines, you've got, you know, a lot of data manipulation going on. 
And it all has to happen as fast as possible in an automated way so that you have as near real-time data as you can in your data warehouse. And it's always uh, fresh. And then again, trusted. There's no way you can test and validate all your data manually, right? You really need to automate a lot of the testing and um, everything that goes into a trusted data set. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for your time. It was really very valuable. Let me ask you the last question for the day. Who has taught you the most about data analytics in your career? Oh, that's a really good question. I have learned from, uh, I've had just some really great bosses, I would say, you know, back in my Salesforce days, had a couple of great people who ran, have run uh, data systems for large companies themselves in the past. So I just, I learned a lot um, from their experiences. They were, had already been 40 years into their career and had built massive data systems. And so had dealt with every single thing you need to deal with, not just the data and everything we talked about, but governance, uh, security, um, on and on and on. There's a lot of things to, to understand. So I'd, I'd say just from my, my um, actually, uh, my, my leaders and, and the bosses I've had in the past. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. Really was a great interview. And yeah, guys, get a data warehouse and get a specialist to help you get the right data into your data warehouse, combine it, analyze it, and understand what the data tells you. I think this is what we learned today. To Data is not just having the data. I mean, we have the data in, in the systems, but we need to understand and learn how to really use the informations that we can gather from different channels about our customers, about our products, about the possibilities to increase the sales and, and further grow the company. We, we need to have a better understanding. And I think this is something that, that we all can learn from people like Aaron who can help us to build such uh, great data analytics. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a and great day. If, if you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and listen up for the next podcast episode. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.